Hello everybody and welcome to First and Goal. It is Wednesday, August 18th in the year 2021. I'm your host Ben, joined here by my co-host once again, Big Rob. How you doing over there, buddy? I'm doing good, doing good. Ready to put the women and children to bed and go, let's go looking for some dinner and talk about some hurricanes. And I don't mean the drink, neither. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. It is hurricane season, people. And we ain't talking about storms in the ocean. We are talking about Miami hurricane football down in South Beach, Miami. Ready to check this thing out. We got Manny Diaz coming into his third season, rocking a 14-10 overall record. Is this the year the Miami Hurricanes get back to the promised land, show everybody that they are a legit football team? Or is this going to be a year where they do what they've done in the past and regress? We're going to find out right here in a minute. But before we do, buckle up that chin strap, throw in that mouthpiece. It's going to be a hard damn hitter. Let's you, get it. Let's get it. everybody what's going on we are back we're in the studio it's time to do this damn thing y'all ready i'm ready i don't know about all y'all but i'm ready to get it done yes sir let's get into this thing man the miami hurricanes we're talking about football royalty through the 80s 90s 2001 miami hurricanes one of the best football teams of all time from this university since the year 2001 what the hell has happened I have no idea. It, it seems like it's kind of uh, gone downhill there for a little bit. Yes, sir. It was looking rough for a while there, but then Coach Mark Rick came in from the Georgia Bulldogs, started bringing him back a little bit like he was building something. Got out of there for health reasons. We all know he's in our hopes, dreams, and prayers. Hope he gets a lot better. But uh, Manny Diaz came in, took this thing over. First year looked a little bumpy, 6-7, and seven, but last year 8-3. and three. Progress is there. They got ranked up to number seven nationally at one point last year. I think this hurricane's ready to do the damn thing. How about you, man? I think they've definitely got an opportunity, especially uh, being in that division that they're in where really the only uh, team that they have to uh, compete with is the North Carolina, really. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. And, I mean, North Carolina, hey, last year they put an ass-cutting on them. But last year North Carolina also had one of the best rushing attacks in the nation. And even then, I feel like Miami shouldn't have lost that game like they did. I mean, it was a beating. It really was. Um not exactly sure what really happened there. Defense just didn't really hold up to that run too awful much. And, the, you know, the the coaching staff, uh, there's been a lot of changes this season. So we're about to see what uh, what the new defensive coordinator and now head coach is about to do in Manny Diaz. Yes, sir, Manny Diaz. He's taking over your D.C. roles this year. It should be interesting. He was a longtime defensive coordinator over there at the University of Texas for head coach, none other. Mac Brown, who's yes, also sir. the head coach at the Tar Heels right now. Some bad blood brewing there. You also got a good offensive coordinator, quarterback coach in there, Mr. Rhett Lashley. Yes, sir. Made leaps and bounds progress last year with that offense. And, I mean, one of the biggest differences, though, in last year's offense was none other than the quarterback they brought in there, Mr. Derek or Derek King, number one. I'm going to tell you what, that's a bad man. He looked almost like a vertically challenged Dante Culpepper to me. Yeah, for real. I mean, he looked really good, but the only worry that I have is coming off that ACL injury he suffered in the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's always a worry. But I'll tell you what, in today's game of football, man, these ACLs, they don't seem to be 
quite as serious of an injury as they used to be. A lot of people are coming back from them. I mean, you're looking at players coming off a two and three at a time, just, uh, you know, coming back and doing the dang thing. Oh, I'm telling you, but I mean, they got it going on. But if by some chance he does falter or he's not 100% ready, they got some backups, man, looking pretty damn impressive. I'm going to tell you what, they blew my mind earlier this year in that spring game, and they've looked really good in these fall practices as well. A lot of praise coming out of that quarterback room. Absolutely. Jake Garcia and Tyler Van Dyke almost looked like they were trying to make it a quarterback competition uh, competition this year. Yes, sir. If number one's held down by Derek King, which I feel like it is absolutely held down at the moment after the way he played last year, but position number two is wide open. And oh, yeah. them fellas there, they are getting after it. That is one exciting quarterback competition, man. Let me tell you. I'm telling you, first and second place, I mean, it's really hard to tell the two apart. With And I believe it's Jake Garcia is the freshman that's coming in this season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. He's a true freshman. I mean, that's the beauty of him. He can redshirt this year. But the thing is, Derek King, yes, sir, he is the now. He's the man who only lost two regular season games last year before getting injured in that bowl game. But – He's the now. Jake Garcia, that is the future. And if you get him the red shirt this year, hold a clipboard, learn from that man there, learn from his strong points, and also learn from his weaknesses, his mistakes, boy, you could have a hell of a quarterback. And when you talk about potential, that kid has got it. And Absolutely. you can't look over Mr. Van Dyke either. No, sir. No, sir. He threw some impressive passes in the spring there that was really on point and just, just really jaw-dropping as, as accurate as what that kid was. Yes, sir. When you got possibly a third-string quarterback making cross-body throws across the field from one hash mark to the other hash mark and completing passes, hitting them in stride, damn, that's exciting. Absolutely. I tell you what, man, I mean, ACC this year, it's up for grabs. Old Clemson, I think they're going to be good. They could still be strong, but, man, Boston College, they're they looking pretty good. Everybody's picking on Boston College. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't want to sleep on them. But not a lot of people – for whatever reason, are paying a whole lot of attention to Miami. They're really not. And I don't know if it's just because all the hype that's around North Carolina and that, that side of the division or what, or just the, the kind of fog that's been around the uh, the Hurricane team the last couple years. But I'm telling you, after watching the spring game, uh, listening into you know, some of the, the practices, you know, after practice uh, shows and everything, this team's really exciting. <laughs> Speaking of excitement, he sounded like he pretty wound up too. I'm, t- yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, when you talk about this Miami football team, man, you got a lot of excitement in there. And I mean, when you watch that spring game, you talk about hungry. These boys look hungry. They look like Chris Farley coming off of old Saturday Night Live skit after a couple hours out of snack. That's how hungry they look. And I mean, they ready to get slapped after oh, the yeah, damn they, thing. They ready to eat. Yes, sir. Without a doubt. And I mean. They don't give a damn what nobody says. That's the whole mentality I've noticed them this year. Is they, you talking about chip on the shoulder? They're aggressive. They're ready. Got hell. They was about to, they was about to take damn heads off their own teammates in that spring game back in the spring this year. And you look at the fall practices. Well, that's some of the most physical practices I've had. I've seen any footage of. This is yeah. No kidding. No kidding. And I don't know if you saw um, the stats after that scrimmage this past Saturday, but uh, Derek King. Actually went 12 for 16 with 124 yards with two touchdowns in that game. Yes, sir. So if there's any question about the ACL, I'd say he's back. Because that Miami defense, let me tell you, them boys is serious. Yes, sir. And, I mean, 
everybody's predicting North Carolina's going to meet Clemson in the ACC championship game this year. Everybody's all wound up about North Carolina. Let me tell you something. Miami, they don't give a damn. They said they coming for that ACC championship, and they bringing that damn duck mascot with them. We still ain't figured that out. I mean, whatever, <laughs> but <laughs> the bird's tagging along. He's coming. Oh, yeah, he's coming. And it looks like Hill's going to be coming with him. And the duck. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I'll tell you what. And this team, though, they're going to have to be ready. And I think part of the reason they're playing so hard and they're looking so fired up, man, week one, you don't have no tougher of a season opener. First game out the gate this year, none other than the Alabama Crimson Tide. Good old St. Nick. Yes, sir. What a statement that would be. What one hell of a way it would be to make a statement than to get out there on that field and imagine if they upset the Crimson Tides. Game one, upset, marketing the books, they would be moved in the top five. If they ain't in the top five, they damn sure be sitting very comfortable in that top ten. I promise you that. I'm telling you. And Alabama, man, they, they've always been known to not look the prettiest coming out the gates. You ain't lying about that. So let's look at the Hurricanes' uh, overall record last season. They went eight and three overall, seven and two in the ACC, with losses coming to Clemson, forty-two seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bit of a ugly one there. I remember I was so excited for that game last year. I was ready to have a few drinks, and watch a hell of a football game. Instead, I had a lot of drinks and didn't watch so much football after halftime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, the next loss coming to North Carolina, sixty-two to twenty-six. Like like we talked about before, I don't know what happened there, but that was one ugly game. Yeah, I ain't figured that out yet, man, because they got blown out by North Carolina, who was bullied by Florida State, who they completely dismantled when they mm-hmm. played Florida State. I mean, that was an embarrassing football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, very embarrassing. I, I just – I think that is one of the biggest reasons that, that got a lot of these this defensive staff fired – and replaced and what took well, what made Manny Diaz take over that defensive coordinator role. And finally the loss, the last loss came in the Cheez-It Bowl to Oklahoma State 37-34. The Hurricanes were in that game, but I think that injury kind of kind of took them out of that game and just just not good enough to actually bring it back. Well, I mean, you, you ride this one man who has just brought so much energy to your team the whole year and this is a team that didn't have no offseason last year now. Grant you that. No offseason. So they're coming this year. They got a proven starter. He transferred from Houston, had a great career going there before he transferred over to Miami. I mean, they had a proven man, a lot of energy. He was ready to go. But when you got young guys on the bench, no experience really, and the man who is taking you there goes down with injury, that's a bit of an oh shit moment. Excuse my language, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> put put a dollar in the swear jar. Yeah, we're going to have to put another dollar in there. Hell. <laughs> might, might have a few dollars in there by the end of the night. <laughs> I tell you, this team is good enough to make you not cuss, but also in some situations with the lack of concentration, they'll make you say a cuss word in a square minute. Yeah, man, I'm going to tell you what. They, the biggest frustration I have with this team last year's. there were so many games that were close games that they really – they were close on the scoreboard, but they were a blowout altogether. What kept Miami in so many close games last year and took him out of several games is discipline, man. Mm-hmm. Way too many penalties. I mean, hell, I remember in the Louisville game last year, had a good defense going, made a great stop on third down. Would have got the ball back, could have put the game out of reach right from the get-go. First quarter, 
could have took it away from Louisville, took all the steam away. Man's trotting out of bounds. Old um, Mr. Cunningham, I can't remember his first name, quarterback for Louisville. Mm -hmm. He's out of bounds three, four yards trotting. And here comes this young player from Miami. Catches him, carries him all the way to the damn water cooler, sits him down, dunks him in the Gatorade cooler just about, <laughs> gives him a swirly. Here comes 15-yard penalty. Well, he just said the man looked thirsty after that long run. I'm going to tell you what, man. I mean, it was just dumb plays. Like, I can't tell you how many times last year where Miami's offense, it'd be a third and one, third and two situation. You're saying, oh, they're about to convert this damn thing. Here comes a false start. Speaking of or, false starts, at least three or four in the beginning of the spring game this year. I can't tell you how many – times last year i saw Derek king which was crazy because he's a shorter quarterback he's very short to be a quarterback mm -hmm. under six foot but damn does he have an arm i seen several times last year i mean he sling the ball downfield and that's not an easy task for a short quarterback because you can't see over the linemen so you really when you got a good throw downfield there's few and far in between beautiful passes downfield hitting rookie tight ends wide receivers these guys taking it to the house he's saying man they about to get going, and all of a sudden you see that little piece of laundry on the field, and you're saying, what the hell is that? <laughs> what did we do this time? I'm telling you, man. I mean, really, that's where North Carolina kind of helped them last year. North Carolina didn't have a whole lot of penalties. What blows my mind is explosive as this offense was last year. How the hell did it? What, what happened? I know what happened. The damn mascot laid egg. <laughs> Yes, sir. That's exactly what happened. Uh, I I got to lay it all on the penalties, though, man. It you you can't be a successful team and have so many penalties going on. No, you can't, man. I mean, that's what's so impressive. They had so many penalties last year, so many mistakes. Hell, they were still eight and two regular season, seven and two SEC. I mean, ACC. They were damn impressive, especially for the first year. A first year, this quarterback, Derek King, is his first ever year with Miami. Mm -hmm. Played with Houston. Whole different conference, whole different level of competition. Comes over here, no preseason, no time with your teammates to get no chemistry, nothing like that. And you played that well? Right. I mean, damn. Miami, they might be something serious. And, I mean, they were turning, uh, without a doubt, first-round draft pick. At the defensive end position. I'm trying to think of his name. He was number 15 last year. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but they bring him back. They got another man from Tennessee coming in there. Mm -hmm. D-line's looking beefed up. The linebacker position is very solid. Returned a lot of guys from last year. And then your defensive backs, I mean, you're talking about a group that flies to the ball. Like I said, in the spring game this year and in these fall practices, I don't know how the hell these kids ain't got concussions. Cause gracious <laughs> day, you yeah, talking they, about some dome rockers? They letting them up, and they've actually got uh, two good players coming in. That man from Tennessee on the edge, DeAndre Johnson, and they're also bringing in a cornerback from uh, University of Georgia, and Tyreek Stevenson. That's exactly right, man. I mean, you got a you got some hellacious playmakers coming in on that defense. Then also this year on offense. You got some good big-time wide receivers coming back. I mean, hell, you got number three coming back. He's a hell of a receiver. Uh, Mike Harley, mm -hmm. big-time playmaker. He can play in the slot. He can play as a deep threat. He can go over the middle. He can do whatever you want him to do. Big-time playmaker. Mm -hmm. You got some great tight ends coming back. Hell, you got two running backs coming back. You got Harris, who is, I mean, just a stud of a running back. Didn't look so great last year, but, I mean, 
everything I've heard from scrimmages, fall practices, they say this man is due for a extreme breakout season. He had moments of brilliance last year, but he's coming back. But also, you got Knighton, number four. Mm-hmm. Hell, he could be very easily be a number one running back. He's going to be sitting there splitting reps with Harris without a doubt. Right. Great receiver out the backfield, huge threat. I mean, when you got a quarterback that can extend plays, make plays with his feet, but then you got running backs you can throw to out the backfield. You got good tight ends. You got receivers. You got a, eh, you got somewhat of an offensive line. <laughs> and speaking of wide receivers, now they're bringing in a uh, wide receiver actually from Oklahoma in Charleston Rambo, with a last name like Rambo. Uh, uh, John Rambo? No, <laughs> Charleston Rambo. I, I, I think he might be the younger brother, or or maybe the grandson or something. I don't know. That's some, that's some scary stock. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also they're bringing in a freshman that is currently listed in a starting position at wide receiver in Keyshawn Smith. I'm telling you, man, they got some hellacious playmakers. That offense, they getting ready to do work. Mm-hmm. They getting ready to come out here and go crazy. And believe it or not, he's actually listed to start over D. Wiggins. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Th- this offense, they getting geared up. What's even scary is, the offense, they really ain't the strong point of this Miami team. Their defense is what's scary. That's what yeah. Miami's always been known for. Turnover chain. Yes, sir. Right, but look at some of the guys that have come out of Miami over years on defense. Hell, Ed Reed. Yep. Ray Lewis, that ring a bell. Ray Ray. Dan Morgan. The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's some freak athletes coming out of Miami. I'm telling you, they, I mean – there for a long time, I know that we joke around and call um, old St. Nick and the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide NFLU now. That used to be NFLU back in the day. Oh, I'm telling you, Bob, I mean, you think all the guys, they turn out, I mean, hell, one of the best tight ends of all time, my personal opinion, Jeremy Shockey, mm-hmm. right there in the 2001 Miami squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bo, you talking about some freaks. Miami has turned out some studs. I mean, they went from studs to duds for a little while there. There's some yeah. dud years, but yeah, I would not be surprised with Miami starting to make a comeback. You know what they say? History repeats itself. Right after Alabama had their period of dominance back in the day with Bear Bryant. Right after that, who popped up? None other than the Miami Hurricanes. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just throwing it out there, man. I'm just throwing it out there. Miami is not a team you want to sleep on and play with. No, especially this year with uh... – Everything that we've seen, all these players coming back, uh, these players that are taking over roles, I mean, it, it's 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 a scary team this year. I wouldn't want to play them. No, hell no. I mean, like I said, but Alabama's been known to kind of sleep a little bit in week one. I mean, hell, I remember two years ago, three years ago, they had Citadel first game out. Citadel mm-hmm. out of Charleston, South Carolina. Both three quarters. Damn, Citadel gave Alabama all they wanted. And then some. Yes, sir, and that's the Citadel. I mean, sure, they beat Carolina, but hey, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic. Who hasn't beat Carolina here the last few years? Oh, man, why you got to be so cold? <laughs> but, I mean, I'm telling you, Miami could get them. Alabama, they, they have not exactly fared the best against ACC teams. That's 100% correct. And first game out for some new players for uh, Alabama. But, I mean, this could be, if they don't come out hungry and think this is going to be a blowout game, you could very well see an upset very first game of the season. 
That's exactly right, man. I'm telling you, I mean, after Alabama game, Miami, they got a little pre-schedule. I mean, you got App State Week 2, Michigan State, Central Connecticut State. Damn. Say that five times real fast. <laughs> Virginia, I mean, bro, they got a they, – they got a schedule now. They ain't got to play Clemson this year in the regular season. Nope. When do they play North Carolina? October the 16th, my man. Oh. Yes, sir. Trick or treat. I mean – Miami, bro, it's exciting. It is exciting. I mean, just take that spring game, bro. I mean, go back and look at that spring game. Look at how Garcia, how many bombs did he throw in that thing? Oh, a few, quite a few. I mean, Van Dyke, you got a guy who underneath was deadly accurate. These are your backups. Underneath, deadly accurate. Then you got your true freshman coming. True freshman. Throwing 40-yard bombs. Lasers. Dropping, dropping them in buckets, man. Lasers. I mean, dropping them in the bread basket. Here, take it to the mill. Go ahead and carry it to the neighbors. Throw out all the bread because we taking this one to the house. That's scary. Very scary. That ain't a defense you beat up on. No. No, not not with the turnover chains. and. Uh, well, that defense, they truly fight each other over that turnover chain. Oh, I'm telling you, I mean, <laughs> I've seen games in the past where, hell, defensive backs, the ball get popped up in there, and it looks like one defensive back will take out the other one just to get that interception so he gets that chain. <laughs> but them, them boys don't play. No, not at all. They quit school because of recess. They don't play games down there. <laughs> I am Bo. And you think, I mean, look at the just the progress this team was last year, all right? Last year in the offense, 2020, they were averaging – 34 points a game. That's fourth in the ACC right there. 34 right. points a game. I mean, that ain't, that ain't the best in the world, but hell, averaging 432 yards a game. That ain't bad. When you look at the year, I mean, with a team with no chemistry just getting thrown together, second year under Manny Diaz. You got to think, well, last year was his second year in a pandemic. Yeah. And he did all that. Yeah. It turned around. Imagine what he could have done if he had a full preseason. I, I, I don't know that uh, we would be so impressed with North Carolina this year. No. And see, last year they only averaged 163 rushing yards per game. Most of that was King. Because last year, I mean, you you didn't for sure have your definite running back position. You knew you had Harris, but you didn't know what you had after that. This year you got Harris and Knighton in the backfield. I mean, hell, we seen what North Carolina did last year with a one-two punch. And it's a very similar setup. I mean, you got Harris. You talking about a downhill runner. Mm-hmm. This man will pack up your lunch and carry it with him all the way to dinner time. He don't give a damn. He'll smack you in the mouth, then go tell your family about it. And then you got Knighton. I mean, hell, he steps up the line. You you break down and get ready to make tackle, and you blink. He's five yards to the outside, striding out, going for the end zone. Yeah. I mean, bam. Now, just think, once you, once you get those two players going, like Novocaine, Going to numb a defense down. They're going to start keying on that running back. And then you're going to have King taking off to the outside himself. Oh, that's exactly, Gone. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, when you got a one-two punch at running back like that, and then you got a dual-threat quarterback, and King, that's why I mentioned made a comment about him being a miniature Dante Culpepper, all right? King ain't your Lamar Jackson. He ain't your elusive quarterback that's going to juke you. He ain't going to Michael Vick you and – Beat you on speed and shake and bake and try to get in the end zone. He's got a low center of gravity, 
the damn quarterback runs like a fullback, just oh, like yeah. old Dante Culpepper back in the day. What's crazy is he's that short. He's got that kind of power running the ball. And then he can turn around and sling the ball 70 yards downfield. Yeah. That's a hell of a weapon. I'm telling you. And, and, you know, just looking at a couple of games last year, too, I mean, that size is going to be a little bit uh, daunting for him, especially when, you know, he's got the line getting pushed back and whatnot, trying to see over top of the lineman. But if you can get to the outside, get yourself open, be able to see a little bit downfield, Bo, that's a dangerous combination. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, especially if your line can improve off of last year, which I think they can, you can establish a good rushing game. Once you establish that good rushing game, okay, your linebackers, they're going to start stacking the box. You start doing that read option, you fake it off that tailback. Then linebackers, I mean, that's where they had a lot of their success last year against Louisville and some of these other teams they beat up on. They faked a hand off that running back. Linebacker takes two or three steps forward. Didn't even fully commit, just two or three steps forward. But when you got a quarterback to run a 4-6, 4-5, 4 that's all he needs. Yeah. That's all he needs, especially if he's a damn power runner. I mean, Bo, what are you going to do? What can you do? If you stay home, he gives it to the tailback. He's going to get four yards. You bite on tailback, that quarterback, he's going to take, he might get eight, 10, 15 yards. And I mean, you get Or to the house. Yeah, and you get a hungry team like Clemson, especially you don't play them in the whole regular season, today's ACC championship. You could have one game plan, you go in with the whole year having all your success. Mm-hmm. Get there and change it up. I mean, Clemson, we've seen how aggressive they are. They love to crack down their runbacks to their own demise. That could hurt them. Yeah, not to mention you start uh, doing a little play fake. I'm telling you, my man, telling you. Those D-backs start stepping up and over the top it goes. That's right. You got these tight ends. You got these receivers. Hell, Knighton. He's a running back. But, hell, there was a couple times last year, and I've seen it in spring, and I've seen it in fall footage. There's times this year where you got Knighton and Harris on the field at the same time. They'll sit there and roll Knighton out to a slot position. Hell, for all you know, he might go in motion, might get a jet sweep. Hell, they might throw it to him over the middle. Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous threat there. Absolutely. That's some Reggie Bush stuff. Absolutely. I mean, how can you defend that? It ain't easy. It ain't easy. You'd have to have a def- you would have to have a perfect combination of being aggressive and conservative all at the same time. I mean, you really would. You'd have to have a defensive line that can get all the pressure in the world. Would really, you gonna have to have your interior line to get all the pressure in the world. Your defensive ends, they gonna have to stay home. Mm-hmm. Your linebackers, they're going to have to be not aggressive. They're going to have to hang out over the middle. They're going to have to give up two, three yards. That's the only way you can beat this Miami team is sit there and just suffocate them to two-yard gains, three-yard gains, and make a few stops here and there. That's the only way you can beat this Miami team. Yeah. You make a valid point, but then, I mean, (laughs) you stop them to three yards, I mean, three yards in a cloud of dust. I mean, I'll take three yards and – Go forward on fourth down and get another three and get another first down. I mean, I mean, you got a point there. A lot of times that worked, but I'm saying in the modern-day college football game, three yards in a cloud of dust, that worked for a long time. But the simple thing is nowadays you got schools putting up. All right, they put up 34 points a game last year. Yeah. They were fourth in the ACC. That was fourth. So that's three other schools that was averaging more than 34 points a game. Yeah. You make a valid point. You got to be putting up 40, 40 plus. Now, if your defense will crack down a little better and you don't make all these crazy ass mistakes, you might go into football games putting up 35 points on the board. 
but you got to cut out these mistakes. Yeah. Keep the laundry at home. It's, Saturday is not laundry day. <laughs> Save that laundry for Sunday. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. These kids, I mean, they you could tell, you could see it in their eyes, you could see it on film. They hungry. They ready to eat. Well, I mean, when you got a whole new coaching staff on the defensive side, because, I mean, you got Manny Diaz as your defense coordinator. But on top of that, he hired four new defensive coaches. Yeah. On that side of the ball also, I mean. One being Trevar- uh, Travaris Robinson from South Carolina. Exactly. T-Rob. Hope he does better than he did at Carolina. Y'all going to be in a world of crap. I mean, the way I feel about it, y'all can keep him. But, hey, that, that's just my thoughts. You just... Got to cut out these penalties, man. I mean, hell, in the spring game earlier this year. I'll, it looks a little better in fall practice, but hell, I keep going back to the spring game because there was a lot of beautiful things. But there were some things that make me real nervous. I mean, hell, in the spring game, on the first drive alone, first drive, jumped offsides three times. Yeah. That's 15 yards you gave up on the first drive and offsides penalties. That would make you nervous, bro. It's hard to come back from 15 yards and penalties. I'm telling you. I am absolutely telling you. But uh, one good thing you got, though, is with Mr. Rambo coming in there, if you can cut out these penalties, he's got some great chemistry already. Yeah, he sure does. I mean, hell, I know when we keep talking about spring game, I'm just saying, thing, I mean, hell, Garcia and him. Spring game, you talking about chemistry. True freshman, hell, you thought these kids know each other since elementary school. Yeah. The whole idea was joined at the waist the way they had a connection. Every ball was going to that man. He's catching them, making plays for them. You can tell when a quarterback and receiver got a connection because that receiver will make some of the most crazy athletic catches just to look out for his QB. Yeah. It's funny how that works. I can't sit there and uh, I can't stress that enough how this year here, they were pretty good last year. But when you got a full preseason, boy, that makes a difference. Yeah, enough time to, to connect with your teammates and get that attitude of all for one and one for all. Bo, that's a dangerous team. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, Bo, you look at this team, all right? Last year, no preseason. New quarterback. Uncertainty at the running back position. Freshman tied in. Freshman receivers. Young, young, young defense. You had some leaders, a linebacker, who came back this year, by the way. Yeah. But the bad thing is you did lose some uh, defensive ends, defensive players. You lost uh, Jalen Phillips, Gregory uh, Rusevo, Brevin Jordan, and uh, Quincy. Uh, well, Brevin Jordan was a tight end, but you also lost defensive end Quincy Roach. Jalen Phillips, he was a defensive end last year, wasn't he? Jalen Phillips was a defensive end, yes. That was number 15. Damn, I thought he came back. No, they lost him. He went to the league. Hmm. That stinks. But, hey, they still brought in a man from Tennessee. Yes, sir. He was a hell of a playmaker. And, I mean, one thing you can say about Miami is offensive not so much, but defensive, they don't don't rebuild. They reload on defense. That is defensive university right there with athletes going to the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they – and this ain't the Miami of old, because back in the day, Miami was sending seven, eight players at a time. I mean, they were they were quite like a, you know, in Alabama, sending all, you know almost all their players to the league. This year, they only sent four, and four of it, uh, three of which were defensive players. 
They sit one tight end to the league. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, this team here, you're talking about <clears throat> talent. I still – one thing that does blow my mind, I mean, you touched on another podcast not too long ago. One thing I haven't quite figured out is recruiting-wise in Miami. They don't draw into five stars like you think. I mean, don't get me wrong. They develop players. The development is not a question down there, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, they uh, – I don't know, man. It, being in South Beach – as a player, I think I would want to, you know, go down there and experience life in South Beach, experience that party scene. And that would be one hell of a recruiting pitch to me. But, I mean, I guess with not having the swag that Miami used to have, it's really hard to get players. I'm telling you what, man, I did some storm work down there a couple of years ago, some disaster relief from Hurricane Irma rolled through. Miami, Bo. That's still a beautiful place. South Beach, I mean, just the whole vibe. You can just you can ride through the city with your windows down. You can just feel it, feel the energy. And it's really, it blows my mind a little bit. Because I'll tell you what, there ain't a city in America that loves football more than Miami does. No. You got some cities that love their football now. But Miami, <clears throat> them people down there, they eat, sleep, and breathe it. And somebody's got to step up, because Miami Dolphins, they ain't doing nothing. <laughs> but the Hurricanes, Bo, I mean, that was, the, that was the juggernaut for years and years. Yes, sir. And they they looking like they wanting to get back to it. Yeah, they, they really do, and, and I think they've got a real good chance this season. Um, it's just all going to go through that defense, man, how, how they can stop the ball and, you know, try to try to get the turnovers and, you know, give the offense the ball back and, you know, there again, offense is going to have to, um, you know, control the clock, give these guys time to rest. That's exactly right, man. I mean, my biggest problem is I don't have no real doubts with this offense. The only thing, well, let me rephrase that. They're going to have to go at it with a little bit different approach this year than they did last year, which I think they will with Harris stepping up, Knight and stepping up. I think they will improve. I think they're going to handle their own this year. The only thing I worry about is last year, one thing that killed them is if you got a really short quarterback, your offensive line's got to step up. What they struggled with a lot last year was the offensive line getting blown off the ball. Mm-hmm. Your offensive tackles getting pushed in the backfield. And then when you're trying to throw a little wide receiver screen, just throwing out to the flat out there, and your quarterback's under six feet tall and you got an offensive tackle to 6'6", six, six, there's a lot of passes that hit a damn tackle on the back of the head. <laughs> Defensive lineman stick his hand up. He's swatting them down. I mean, you got to give them a little bit of time back there. Yeah. Even when you got, I don't, I don't care if you got Michael Vick. You got to give them a little bit of time. Yeah. If you ain't got time, man, you can't throw an accurate pass. You can't really do anything back there. I don't care how good you can run the ball. I don't care how much of an athlete you are. A quarterback's got to throw the ball. Sooner or later, he's got to throw the ball. Period. Look at Lamar Jackson in the NFL. How many Super Bowl rings has he got? None. He can win a lot of games. Yeah. But you got to have a man that can throw the ball, too. You got to have a good passing game to go with that running game. You got to have balance on your offense. Yeah. Quarterback can't run the ball every play. And if he does, he's probably going to get hurt and you're going to lose a football game. Well, he's going to get hurt. And then, you know, if, if you can't do anything else but a quarterback run the ball, you're going to have, you know, a. 
two or three guys that's going to be just spying the quarterback and take that aspect out of it, and all you can do is throw the ball. And if you can't throw the ball, you ain't winning games. No, man, not at all, not at all. And, I mean, also this defense, it goes both ways on your defense side of the ball. Defensive end, I have no question about. Defensive ends, they look great. Even the new guys look outstanding. But interior D-line, that's something I am a little concerned about. They got to get a little bit better at penetration. Don't get me wrong, I know you're a big boy. I'm a big boy, too. We get tired, <laughs> we get hot. But, man, you got you to penetrate. You got to get in there a little bit. If you can't get no penetration on the inside, man, you in for a world of trouble. You just got to have a little bit of pride, man. I mean, yeah, technique's a big part of it, but if you ain't got the pride and respect and the job that you've got to do and and want to get to the quarterback, you ain't getting there. You got to have the want to to do it. That's exactly right, man. And I'll tell you another thing that's got me concerned right now. You want to know what it is? What's that? My damn glass is empty. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over here and make me a drink real quick. I'm, I'm going to need you to hold it down for him for a few minutes, all right? I sure got it. I got it. Go ahead and shoot off them fun facts, Big Rock. Here we go. <laughs> but, yeah, guys, just uh, this Miami Hurricanes defense, man, it's, it's just going to be a beautiful thing to behold. I do believe that uh, Manny Diaz is going to turn this thing around. Um, you know, like I said, he is going to, you know, have have these guys blitzing, going to be able to get to the quarterback, I believe. And I think that we're going to see a little bit better out of our defensive backs. We've got coaches, Travaris Robinson, Demarcus Van Dyke coming back in to be the quarterback's coach. And uh, you've also got uh, – I don't know if he's related to Tyler Van Dyke or not, Ben. Uh, I've I've really I've looked for some you know something about that, but couldn't really see anything um, saying such. But uh, Van Dyke and Van Dyke, there ain't but so much Van Dykes out there. What I wonder though is if, if they're related to Dick Van Dyke or Jerry Van Dyke. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, looking at the recruits, I mean, like I said, we've got that uh, kid uh, Keyshawn Smith coming in. Um, he's actually going to be taking over, like I said before, the uh, wide receiver role. Um, we got some key defensive guys coming back, like we spoke about before. Brad Jennings, uh, Jervon Hall, DJ Ivy. Uh, those guys are coming back. So, I mean, we've, you know, Miami's still got some, some talented guys still in there, going to take over everything and, um, you know, get some of these guys going who are freshmen or, or new people that's coming into the program. I mean, you know, it's 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 going to be a fun time, I believe. I see that you're back. <sighs> How you doing there, buddy? <laughs> doing, I think you're doing a little bit better than I am. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, man. <laughs> yeah, this part of the episode brought to you by our buddy Aaron at his uh, liquor store. We appreciate you, buddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You always got to have a good plug at the liquor store. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> good people. Good people. They always look out for you. Down there at Jabevco Packaging, Earhart, South Carolina. Yes, sir. Go take go give him a look. If you're down in that part of the direction, he'll get anything you want for you. Yes, sir. Salute. This yeah. one's for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But yeah, man, um And this was not a paid advertisement. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. That's what friends do, you give shout outs. <laughs> but uh I'm gonna tell you what, September fourth. That's a hell of an opportunity on the table. 3.30 p.m. kickoff, beautiful weather, Miami Beach. 
and the Alabama Crimson Tide's coming into your house. Coming into your house, eating at your table. I don't know about you, but I don't want people taking food off my table. I'm a big boy. No, sir. I'm telling you, Alabama, I got this game circled, bro, on my calendar. I really do. I mean, I think it, it very well could be an upset watch. You got a rookie quarterback. A lot of defensive starters are missing on Alabama. Their I whole mean, offensive line is you're, new. You're replacing your running back. You're replacing at least two wide receivers, possibly even three. Definitely two, I think. I know they got two going. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a third going, too. I know the whole offensive line, except for the damn center, is going. I mean, well, that's, that's a lot. And yeah. you're going on the road? To Miami. Yes, sir. To a team that's returning a ton of players, which is yeah. something that hadn't happened a lot in Miami it, in recent years. From my research, it looks like they're returning their whole offensive line from last season. That's exactly right, man. Right, but Miami, you look at it, man. I mean, hell, they got one, two, three, four, five. They got five home games in a row to start this thing off. The whole month of September, they playing at home, which is kind of nerve-wracking at the same time because that's in the middle of hurricane season at its prime. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't lying. In South Beach. That, oh, I don't know. Or hell, <laughs> one, two, three. Yeah, I mean, the hell. Let's look at the schedule a little bit, man. I mean, what do you think Miami's going to do this year overall? I think, I mean, that North Carolina game is always up in the air, especially with the two rival coaches. I think that could be, I think that, that game's a toss-up. But really, I mean, besides that, I don't know that they're going to lose another game. Well, I mean, you got North Carolina. That's always toss-up for them. You also got Florida State. You can't, Florida, you can't yeah. sleep on Florida State. Yeah, I didn't think about Florida State. Yeah, they. we talked about them last week. and That's your third from last game of the year. Your yeah. second to last game of the year, though, that's another one that Miami has always had a hard time with. Virginia Tech Hokies. The Hokies. And I don't know what it is. Is that at Tech or is that at Miami? That's in Miami. If it was in Blacksburg, well, I'd be real nervous about it. Miami, I I feel like they can hold their own. But I'm telling you, man, I mean, I don't know what it is. Virginia Tech, Miami, that's always just a hell of an exciting football game to watch. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching that football game. Wasn't even a Miami fan. Didn't even give a damn about them, really. But I loved Miami-Virginia Tech game every year. And every single year, Bo, I mean, it was just, I don't know. Yeah. Hell of a game. Um, you start a single off, you got Alabama, okay. On paper, you should say Bama should win it. On paper. All right, so we'll say possibly on one. I ain't going to say they're going to be on one. I'm gonna, uh, that's a coin toss for me. I'm not writing them off. But then you got Appalachian State. All right, you won a one. Michigan State. I should say two and one. Two and one. Central Connecticut State. Three and one. Without a doubt. Now you got Virginia Cavaliers September 30th. That could be another toss-up game. If you do what you should do, you play football like you should, everybody does their job, we're going to say four and one. But coming off of three powder puff teams, though, I mean, it it, it was really hard to be to be, I mean, to be able to get back in that mindset. I wouldn't call Michigan State a powder puff. Michigan State, that's – don't get oh, me wrong. Oh, you said Michigan State. I'm sorry. No, they ain't a powder puff. I'm sorry. I thought that's, you said – Something else, my bad. No, no, you got Michigan State swarming it. That ain't no 
That ain't no powder puff. Don't get me wrong, they ain't a powerhouse, but damn, that team's been known for upsets. They have. They're about like a Northwestern or somebody. Yeah. Always surprising with somebody every year. With Virginia, then you got North Carolina. I think they're going to get their revenge this year. I don't know, man. I mean, I hope that they do. I don't know. It just all depends on how that running game goes. North Carolina's defense last year was not the best. That's true. Which they got a lot of guys returning, but I still would have a lot of trust issues with them guys returning. But um, I think they'll get North Carolina this year. The only problem with that, though, is they got NC State the very following week. Right. And the Wolfpack, man, I mean, they've been making progress. Wolfpack have been making progress. They, they really have. I don't think that they've made enough progress to beat a Miami team playing at the top of their game, though. No, I mean, following week, October 30th, you got Pittsburgh. They Pitt. got a hell of a quarterback coming back. One of the best quarterbacks in the nation. Right. That's not going to be no easy slouch victory there. I mean, it could go either way. But then Georgia, I mean, you got to stretch ACC. Hell, you got how many weeks in a row is ACC? Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got eight ACC games in a row to close Ooh. your season out. That's a tough stretch. That is a very tough stretch. I'm telling you. Now, can you say they play Florida State on October 16th? Yes, sir. That, or no, no, no. Florida State, they play November 30th. November 30th. North Carolina's October 16th. Okay. No, 13th. Not 13th. 30th. Yeah. And okay. That, and that's at Florida State. Oh. Which I mean, I, that'll be a packed stadium either damn way. Cause I, I'm gonna have to give I'm gonna have to give them a loss on that game. Especially the way they beat up on them last year. Yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give the edge uh, to Florida State on that game if they stay healthy. If they stay healthy, yes. If they stay healthy, or that defense does what they're supposed to do. I, I think honestly, I think the. Uh, the toss-up North Carolina, I think that's that's a, a toss-up game. I think that game can go either way. Um, Michigan State, that's another toss-up game for me. I don't think that they're going to, to blow that game out. I, I think that's going to be another close, nail-biting game. The big advantage I see in that one, though, is Michigan State's coming to Miami. You got them boys all the way from Michigan. Yeah. Coming to South Beach in September. Yeah. To play football. That's going to yeah. be a hot, muggy son of a gun there. <gasps> yeah. Son of a gun. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Old Rick Flair. Yeah, man. Um, I'll tell you what, Miami, I'm, I'm pumped up to watch them. I'm pumped up as hell about football season this year, period. But it is right around the corner. What, we got almost 17 days now? Listen, we are in fall practice. It's here. It's here? It's here. It's here. Looking at news updates every day. Yes, sir. I mean, you got news dates every day. You got fall practice footage every single day. It's glorious. It really is. It's about like Christmas. It's like when December rolls around, all of a sudden the Christmas music's on every station you listen to. <laughs> we got college football. Yes, sir. It's it's a glorious time. It's the most wonderful time of the year, speaking of Christmas. But, uh, no, it's football season is the most glorious time of the year. Oh, without a doubt, man. But, um. Miami, I'll tell you what, Manny Diaz, I say you got a good chance to be 
have another three loss season, two loss season. Hell, you might. You could surprise me. You could surprise me and lose one game. Alabama, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a tough as hell. That's going to be a real tough game. I, I think, personally, you're looking at about a three or four loss season. I'm going to say three. I'm going to be safe with three. Maybe two, but definitely three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say three or four with losses coming to – I'm going to have to give the nod to North Carolina. I'm going to give the nod to Florida State. I'm going to give the nod to Alabama. Yeah. That's going to be my three right there. With the Michigan game, I don't want to call that one just yet. But I think between Virginia Tech and – Michigan State. Michigan State and another team uh, that you said, um, North Carolina State. I think they'll lose one of those games. I can see that. I can see that without a doubt. But, hell, um, with that being said, I think we're going to close out on Miami. Before we shut this thing out, man, how about a little bit of news from around the college football world right now? Partic- particularly in the SEC, Bo, uh, as we said before, we some big Carolina fans. All kinds of craziness going on in Columbia right now, let me tell you. Oh, I'm telling you, and it's with kids transferring out, you've got two transfers this past week, and then you've got another kid that came in to be an assistant grad coach that had one year of eligibility left and is now playing quarterback. Yeah, man. It's it's interesting. But with that being said, how about the head coach Shane Beamer? Tell me if this ain't a message of <laughs> culture building going on here. I'm excited. Yes, I'm sir. excited. The man went out and flat out said all this doom and gloom is nothing but a bunch of bull crap. Let's 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 be honest. He but, meant bullshit. Well, he he said bullshit crap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Excuse the language, but it is what it is. <laughs> Shane Beamer, hats off to you, my man. I'm telling you, this 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 drinks for you, brother. I'm telling you, I mean, you got your star running back coming off of a back surgery. That makes you a little nervous. It does, but they still thinking he's going to be back first game of the season. Your starting quarterback gets stepped on by a lineman. Hey, yeah. we're big guys. We ain't looking around when we step. It yeah. happens. You got to have them quick feet, Dodie. I thought you was dual threat, man. What happened to the quick feet? <laughs> you know them big fellas. We don't watch where we walk. Yeah, I, and I would love to know what – Lyman actually stepped on his foot if it wasn't the one that actually transferred out. I've been wondering the same damn thing. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm just saying, he broke his foot or sprained his foot. And the very next day, first thing in the morning, you got an offensive lineman who was a starter last year transfer out. Right. He getting the hell out of Dodge, let me tell you, man. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's that or if it's the fact that he was second string. They, they had him listed – as a second stringer this season. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know. If you're a second stringer and you hurt the star quarterback, boy, you're really going to catch some heat there. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to touch on that news with Carolina. And also, well, um, how about up there in Clemson, old Dabo? Boy, he's, he's he doesn't seem too happy these days. No, no, Dabo don't. Uh, I know that after this past weekend, they had a little scrimmage going on up there, too, and Boy, he was lighting the butts up, wasn't he? I'm telling you, man. And it was the same thing that we discussed earlier this year. What was the key point that he kept mentioning? 
the offense just does not look near as explosive in years past. No. No, it don't. And my whole thing is, Dabo, I understand your frustrations there, brother. I really do. I know you want the best. But, Bo, I think you got a little spoiled. How often are you going to go from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence? No, not often at all. But, I mean, the thing you got to think about it, too, is this kid starting quarterback this season, Ungale or whatever his name is. Uli Ungale. Uli Ungale, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the U-man. Yes, sir. But this kid, coming off two starts from last season, didn't really get, you know, other than that, really much playing time that behind Trevor Lawrence. Yes, he's going to be a little bit green. You're going to have to give him time to, you know, to adjust, get his bearings about him. But, I mean, I mean, you've got the same problem that Alabama's got. You lost wide receivers. You lost your quarterback. You lost your starting running back all to the NFL. Man, it's going to take time for these guys to gel together. All right. The problem with you, you got this year, it's not explosiveness. All right. It's another word that begins with an E. You want to know what it is? Experience. 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 I was thinking of another word, but experience works too. Oh, what do you got there, buddy? I've got effort. 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 Mm, I think they're giving out some effort, man. I mean, but I mean, you just you got new guys. You got to be patient with them. You got to develop. I mean, hell. You ain't always going to have a first-round quarterback leading your team. You ain't always going to have a first-round running back and two first-round wide receivers. That ain't going to happen every year. <laughs> no, not at all. That's the beauty of college football, okay? You get in the NFL, sometimes you'll get a team like New England Patriots dominate. I mean, absolutely dominate. For for Ten 20, plus years. Twenty years. 20, yeah. Twenty damn years. But you know what? What happened last year? Lost a quarterback. The roller coaster started going downhill. Mm-hmm. They might be coming back up. I mean, that's the beauty of football. Yeah. And see, this is college football. The NFL, they're making careers. You can hold on to a guy 15-plus years. College football, you got four, five years max. Mm-hmm. All right. Depending on the red shirt. You can't be the best every single year. Yeah, we talk about Alabama being the best. But you know what? 2019, where was Bama at? They wasn't there. Nope. I'm just saying. I mean, you're going to have years where it's it's going to fall off. And, I mean, if you look at Miami, I mean, they, they had glorious seasons in the early 2000s, but what happened after that? They've fallen off the face of the earth. That's exactly right, man. I mean, I mean, I mean so, you look at South Carolina, C. Spurrier in them later years. Hell, they went, what, three years in a row? Mm-hmm. 10-2, and 11-2. I mean, looking like a national contender, and then boom, rebuilding. And look at the Trojans. U.S. Bo, the Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart days. What yeah. you talking about? Them jokers was serious. Mm-hmm. Hell, Texas, damn Texas, bo. They, do they still have a team in Texas? Uh, from what I hear, they're about to join the SEC. Whew, good luck to you. <laughs> Best wishes. Best I mean, wishes. I mean, they ain't no Duke or nothing. Who? Duke. Who? The Blue Devils. Duke the- Nukem. Yeah, Duke Nukem, the Blue Devils. Oh, 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 Duke Blue Devils. I got you, I got you. Bas- <laughs> that basketball team. Yeah, man, basketball. What are you talking about, basketball? We're talking about football. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn old Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Duke. 
I started talking up, but you know I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I won't talk. I won't do do good, man. I really do. But you know what bugged me? What's that? I was listening to a press conference the other day, listening to the old head coach talking about things. He said, "We're really excited for this year. I mean, our whole goal for this year, without a doubt, we would we would love to get back and win five, six games and get back to a bowl game. We would love. But realistically, if we win four games, we're doing good. We're it's a good season. Wow." Yeah. Four games is a good season. Tell me about it. I mean, I guess for Duke it would be a good season, but if I'm a head coach. What I don't get is he's been a head coach there for a long time. That man's been there for, hell, I think 10-plus years <laughs> now. He's been, there for, he's been there for a long time. I ain't exactly sure, but, hell, he's won bowl games with him. Once you start winning bowl games, shouldn't that be your goal every year? We're going to win bowl games. We, need, we won six games this year. Next year, let's go win eight. Let's go in seven at least. Not good job, guys. Now next year, you know the deal. If we get four, we'll worry about the rest after that. <laughs> Bo, this is one of those guys that uh, talk about your participation trophies and crap like that. Mm. Gracious day, yeah. I don't. <laughs> four games and it's a good season. You know, what blows my mind though is they turn out. You'd be surprised how many NFL players they turn out every year. That's because they've only got, you know, a handful of players at a decent position, but nothing really in the skill position. I mean, most of their guys are from the line. Where the hell are games won at? On the line, but, I mean, shit. In the trenches. I mean, crap, if you ain't got a good uh, skill position players that can score the game, dodge a few uh, defenders, I mean, you ain't going to win a game. I mean, games are won on the line, but, I mean, if you can't score. I'm telling you. I mean, uh... A big guy weighing 365 pounds ain't going to take the ball and run downfield. Yeah, you got a point there. Oh, I forgot to tell you, man, we got some other breaking news also down there in the SEC, though. How about LSU? They're starting quarterback this year. They had a quarterback competition going on. Uh-huh. It's out the window. One of the men, one of the men went down with an injury. I hate it for him. He played great early in the year last year. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But – the backup quarterback, the man who was starting for the starting role, who is now going to be your starter for the 2021 season, is none other than the son of the 2002 Super Bowl champion Buccaneers quarterback, Brad Johnson, his son. Oh, wow. I think his name's Max Johnson. I think so, or Mac Johnson or something like that. Something like that. Well, I mean, hell, That's... LSU, you got a four-sure starter, and he's got a pedigree. Yes, he does. I mean, Brad Johnson, he was a decent quarterback, but he wasn't, you know, Hall of Famer or anything like that. But, I mean, he, he did have some skills. Yes, sir. And let me tell you what, Coach O and them Tigers down there, they are pumped up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's pumped up. Oh, college football's in the air. I'm telling you. Hell, I'm pumped up. And uh, did you see the NIL news today? What now? <laughs> so, you know that uh, defensive back out of Alabama, no. Kool-Aid McKinney or whatever his name oh, was. Oh, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Guess who sponsored him? Don't tell me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about Kool-Aid or Andy Savage? Which one are we talking about? <laughs> we talking about Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't with you, dude. I can't with you. I think McDonald's should sponsor the whole Tennessee football team. <laughs> yeah. At least get some free Happy Meals out there or something. Damn. <laughs> Them poor guys. 
Oh, either that or just have McDonald's sponsor him with Big Macs. <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. <laughs> hell yeah. Well, hell, I believe this has been a pretty good podcast, man. What you think? I think I think it's been fun, and I'm. You know, we've been breaking down all these teams, but I tell you what, I think I'm ready to just start talking football. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, I think this is going to be probably our last team breakdown. We might do one more. Stay updated. We'll let you know. But uh, it's getting close enough season now, man. we got to start touching on a couple different teams. We're talking about fall football. Yes, sir. Hell, Kentucky, they've named a starter. The Penn State transfer. Yes, I saw that too. And let me tell you what, that man looks like he means business. Sounds pretty serious up there. Yes, sir. It can't be no worse than what they had last year. No. I mean, I mean, hell, they could have had one of the linemen do better last year. Yeah. And what's bad is they wasn't a bad team last year. That's no. the scary part. No. I mean, they lost some games, but there were some close ones. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, bro. Well, uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in. If you get a chance, man, hit us up on Facebook. Leave us a message. DM us. Give us a like. Subscribe. Share the Twitter. I mean, <laughs> check us out on Twitter with a tweet, tweet. Be sure to go on Stitcher. That's yeah. right here. We'll be broadcasting that. Uh, be sure to share us with your friends, family. Hell, your grandma might like football. They, yeah. My so grandparents we, do. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the main thing that we're trying to do here is talk football. We want to talk football with y'all. If you have questions, ask us. And if it's a, And if it's a question that we think somebody else may want to hear, Hell, we might uh, talk about it over the air. I mean... Yeah, I'd be happy to include it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're here to talk football. Unbiased. Unbiased opinions. We're here to talk football. We want to talk football with y'all and include y'all. We love y'all. This show's for you. Damn right. That's what I'm talking about. And this drink is for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I think we're going to go ahead and cut it there. I think he's getting just a little bit too much in him. but uh, <laughs> Hey, it's been a rough week, man. But it's been a great week for football. There you go. Well, uh, listen here. Y'all have a good evening, good night, and God bless. We love y'all. Take it easy.